Welcome to Behind the Spotlight, a different kind of podcast where we have real, deep conversations with entrepreneurs and celebrity visionaries who are making their potential possible. They are certainly ahead of their time and worthy of yours. So listen as I take your favorite entrepreneurs off a pedestal and onto a bar stool right next to you. In life, it all comes down to building powerful, long-lasting relationships in a thoughtful, authentic way. You know, we all see that highlight reel of successful entrepreneurs, but I want to take you behind the spotlight and show you who they were before they figured it all out. Let's explore the sometimes torturous, but always interesting paths their lives have taken. So I'm Beth, speaker, author, entrepreneur, and a magnetic business mentor. I help entrepreneurs to strategically prepare their business and gain exposure through collaboration and media so they can make their mark on the world. I'm a huge believer in the power of potential to catapult your life forward. So join me as we explore stories of some of our favorite people leveraging their past to make their potential possible on Behind the Spotlight. What could be more boring than talking about corporate communications? Well, when we're talking to Amanda Berlin about PR, it's not boring at all. She used to be in corporate communications, but now she uses her pitch powers for good, helping entrepreneurs, you know, position themselves as experts, create compelling stories that actually sell their services. Listen in to her genius. Amanda Berlin, I am so happy to have you on today. I am a huge fan. I think I said in the emails I sent you, like, if there was a fan group, I'd be the president. Thank you so much. For oh, being my here. goodness. Thank you, Beth. I'm thrilled and honored. Thank you. It's, I think it's so funny because I feel the same way when I talk to you know everybody on the podcast. You know, it's so nice to be together, especially what, at this time. And, and we're all honored to be able to have and grateful to be able to have this platform to really connect on because I can't even imagine what it would be like if this, like when they're talking about the, the pandemic 100 years ago, like I can't even imagine what that must have felt like because you couldn't connect with other people. And thank God we can still connect with us today. So true. So true. Yep. I know it's, I was just saying that I'm having a, a spell of apathy around social media and being connected, but I don't know where we would be without it. It's, it is a lifeline. It totally is, but it gets overwhelming. It really does. And I, and I feel that apathy sometimes too, just like, do I have to sit, do I have to write another post? Do I have to, you know, when you're in that, like, do I have to, instead of the, I get to space in your head, but I've been following you for a long time. I've taken some of your classes and your programs. I've always really appreciated the point of view that you have. And I think one of the reasons that I really appreciate you is because you're a Jersey girl. Yes, (laughs) I am indeed. Where in Jersey are you from? I'm from Northern Jersey. And when I went to camp, to sleepaway camp or to college, everyone always asked what exit. And I would say, we don't have an exit. We are too far North to have an exit. (laughs) But um, yeah, I'm from a town called Wayne, New Jersey. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's home of the Willowbrook Mall. So anyone who uh-huh. lives in Rockland County will know of it um, because they would come down from, you know, from New York. They would bypass uh, Bergen County and Garden State Plaza because it's closed on Sunday and they would come to Willowbrook. <laughs> and they had a really good Bloomingdale's. Yes. For real, they actually. That really is did. actually. I see. That was not there when I grew up. When I grew up in Wayne, that's a newer addition. But there is a Bloomingdale's there now. It's a really good one. We used to go up there. <laughs> but so I only grew up like forty minutes from you, and I feel like reading a lot of your story, 
a lot of parallels between the two of us, especially like not feeling like you fit in in many yeah. different situations in your life. Very true. Yeah. It kind of followed me that feeling, which I'm sure is not far into anyone, but it feels so deeply personal and so painful when you're in it because mm-hmm. it's like, and especially when you're a kid or a teenager, you're like, I can't, I'm, I can't possibly imagine anyone feeling as bad as I feel right now. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I grew up in a family where I have a great family, but my sister and brother are both quite, quite a bit. I mean, in terms of birth order, they're four and a half and six years younger than me. And so I learned actually that at the four year mark, it's like basically the identity of having been an only child. If there's more of a, more than a four year difference between you and your sibling. And so I really, I really felt that quite a bit because my sister and brother were very close in age and they went to, you know, they went through school together and I was like their babysitter. (laughs) I like, wasn't, I didn't even really feel like, you know, the sister, I kind of was the boss. So, um, so that followed me. And then, you know, and then I just sort of like in high school and in college, I felt like I sort of like wafted through different friend groups and was never really tied to any one particular click. And I think if you asked people, they would probably say like, I wasn't what they wouldn't be like, oh, that girl had no friends, but it was like, (laughs) (laughs) but it was like, but that's how it felt to me. And So, but like, I think that no one probably could either identify who I actually was friends with. So it was like, I didn't, I just wasn't registering anywhere, (laughs) which is fine as well in retrospect. Um, And then in college, again, sort of just always having these tumultuous female friendships that were challenging and heartbreaking. But then ultimately, like I did find my people I found because of a big friend breakup in college, I found my bestie who lives in LA now. And I have another dear friend who I went to sleepaway camp who also lives in LA. I feel like the writing is on the wall that I need to (laughs) but Um, And now, you know, I lived in the city for a long period of time and I loved, loved, loved the city, which also took me a long time to reclaim my Jersey girl mantle because I really feel like I shedded it for a while when I lived in Manhattan. Um, But I had a great group, a great community there by really diving into things that I love to do fitness and personal development and coaching and all of that. I have tremendous friendships because of really finding myself, you know, finding what I was passionate about. And then when I had to move, it was very unceremonious and traumatic to leave the place that I had lived for 15 years, not wanting to leave after having my daughter and kind of feeling isolated as a new mom as well. Um, I landed back in New Jersey and I was, I was saved by like the moms (laughs) who, who really like came together and were like, you're with us now. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's that Jersey thing. I swear I was having you know, some clients from around the world. And I was talking to a new client and after like five minutes, I was, are you from Jersey? And she was like, yes, there's something in the water or there's something in our DNA that just we connect together. And I think we come from a common place in the world. So it just gives us that view. But, you know, I really resonate with a lot of what you're saying, even back to like, my sister is four and a half years older than me. And my brother's just two years younger. Okay. I never really thought about 
she did babysit for us and she did drive <laughs> us everywhere. And she did, you know, go off to college when I was what, 12 or 13. Yeah. So she didn't get to be around when I was actually becoming a teenager, you know, home from college, but I never really, I'll have to ask, honestly, I'm going to ask her about it and see if, you know, that resonates with her because I've never thought about that from her point of view. Oh, so funny. Yeah. It's the same. Sounds like the same age breakdown. Yeah, I wonder what your if your sister and I are alike because middle children from Jersey do have distinct, very distinct. That's traits. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, that feeling like not fitting in. But I think for me, it was a little bit of like I wanted to fit in, but I wanted to be differently fit in. Mm-hmm. So I would wear these crazy outfits. Like I remember, there's one outfit. It was a jean jacket and a jean skirt, which was very, very sexy <laughs> in the ninety <laughs> in the eighties and nineties. And it was yellow and had black and purple rockets on it. And I thought I was like the coolest, you know, and everyone would be like, oh, that's wearing an outfit today. But I felt like that was my way of saying like, hey, I have a freak flag and I want to fit in. But I, you know, I never really did. I have a few friends that have come with me along the way, but I've never been that like group person. where you're really a part of it because like you it sounds like every time I was part of that group thing it always exploded one day or another yeah yeah it's such a strange thing and maybe it is just a rite of passage for us growing up that you know learning I remember my dad saying to me in college when my you know who two women who were girls at the time, we had been like best friends, the three of us. And I studied, I went to study abroad at my junior year of college and I came back and they had like disowned me as their friend. And I, I was very upset about it. And I was talking to my dad of all people, the least emotional person on the planet. <laughs> and he goes, Amanda, these things are transient. And I was like, meaning like friendships. Oh. And I was like, yeah, no, they're not. You don't get <laughs> it. <laughs> You're a man, but I, you don't have but I think that it would, there is some truth to that is like carrying these, carrying relationships lightly and not, um, you know, making sure that it's like an even give and take and that you're not mm-hmm. too, um, you're, you don't need too much from it that, you know, like, I think that we, that we have requirements and we have needs of our friends, but also recognizing like, if they can't fulfill your need, then you can move on too. like, that's, that's fine. And, you know, when a friend, mm-hmm. you know, kind of divorces you, they're obviously not filling <laughs> your needs <laughs> You're to move on. <laughs> yeah. And also when you feel like they're not fulfilling you and I, I bet we've both been entrepreneurs for a long time. But as we move through being an entrepreneur and we level up, you know, there's people that don't get it or people that can't can't get their head around what we do and how we do it. And it's not like they're saying, oh, you shouldn't do that or, oh, you can't do that. There's not even that ability to have that conversation. So they're just, they're just kind of yeah. stuck where they are. So you have to meet them. I always tell my, my teenage boys, like, you have to meet people where they are, not where you want them to meet you. Yeah. Well, I will say that my best friends, my closest friends are people who have a degree, either they are in traditional employment and they have a degree of ambition and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, forward thinkingness and individuality and, um, you know, inventiveness. Um, and they are interested in their work or they are also entrepreneurs. You know, these are the people who I'm closest with. And so I think that, right. 
you know, whether or not they are entrepreneurs or they simply have a professional life that they care about, like that's a, that's a common value. And that just, it makes sense that we would be drawn together because we have this common value. I totally agree with you. And I, you know, I didn't traditionally work until my kids were in elementary school. And I had a tough time finding those other people that wanted to work when their kids were in elementary school and not just wanting to go have lunch and not just wanting to play tennis, like, which is awesome. And sometimes I, I look back in those days, I'm like, why couldn't you just want to play tennis and raise money for the hospital? Like, why couldn't you be that person instead of wanting something so much more, which, you know, the answer is it didn't fill my soul and not that person. And great if you are. But I definitely took me a while to find those ne- women networking groups. Like I didn't even understand that that was a possibility, you know, and, and they were in Jersey, they were around. I just didn't know enough to really find them until I found those places. I was like, oh, here they are. Here's the girls that understand. And I can talk to you about Facebook for three hours. I don't want to do that anymore but at that point. <laughs> Who wants just to try to figure it out? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the fact is that, you know, this story that I told about myself that I don't fit in or I'm not good at connecting with people or I'm not good at friendship really flies in the face of, of everything that I am now, which is, mm-hmm. you know, much more. I mean, like my friends look at me and they're like, oh, well, you're all about co- connecting. You're the connector. Yeah. And I'm I would like, say that totally. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Every so often I'm like, what? Me? Are we talking about mm-hmm. the same person here? Like, it's so, <laughs> it's so shocking to me sometimes and delightful, really delightful that I have defied this really long held belief that I had about myself because, you know, that the, it definitely influenced, you know, how I showed up in relationships. Mm-hmm. And then I think just by force of will and necessity and having to create my business, which is all about helping people raise their voices and create relationships that benefit their businesses and, and be, you know, the, the, the version of themselves that they want to be sort of like out there so that they can do the work that they want to do in creating all of that while also, you know, going back to kind of othering myself when I was a new mom, you know, really having the pressure of being a breadwinner and being responsible for our whole family. Like I needed to dig in and defy every story I ever told about myself, whether it was a simple, like I can't do this story or like that long held belief about who I am as a person. And good for you for being able to do that or not even just being able to do it for being able to recognize it. But like, can you maybe walk us through? Cause I'm sure there's people listening. They're going, Yes, yes, yes. I totally agree. I totally feel the same way. Is there something that you can tact or tool that you use to really get through it? Because I'm sure it wasn't easy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like (laughs) for me, it really felt like I was white knuckling it for a while and just like doing whatever I could to get through because those times are really painful. Like I told you before we started recording, like those, the years leading the years, like it was probably a two-year period between 2013. It maybe was like more like a four-year period, 2013, 2017. (laughs) I was like, uh, that was was my dark night of the soul. Like it was really, uh, you know, at that time I was white knuckling it through and doing, you know, really, you know, kind of piecemealing together what I could 
on behalf of my business, I was, you know, I was taking the courses and like downloading the freebies and like, you know, (laughs) investing a little bit here or there to sort of like keep my business going forward. But really it wasn't until I, um, and this was actually the first thing that came to mind when you asked me, like, what did you do to get through is investing in either investing in or I, I mean, investing in support for me was huge and Mm -hmm. massive and earth shatteringly like new direction changing for me. Um, those are all words that belong in a different order, but the other part of it is simply to find your people and don't stop until you Mm -hmm. find them. You know, like it's really about like, for me, it was, it was staying in the game and keep doing what you're doing until your people find you until, until you find your people. And that might be on a personal level or it might be on a professional level. And, you know, for me getting like the, the support that I needed to grow my business was super gratifying, you know, in terms of experiencing the growth, (laughs) but then it also introduced me to other people who are similarly motivated, similarly willing to invest in their businesses. And I Mm -hmm. I really do think that there is a, you know, alchemical kind of thing that happens when you put your money where your mouth is and you're like, you're making a statement out there in the universe that I'm here. I'm willing to invest in me you can be willing to invest in me as my client because I'm doing the hard work of cultivating my skill and admitting what I don't know and getting support. And therefore I am here to help you. Um, And then there's also like the energetic thing that happens when you invest is like money is energy, which is so woo woo, but I'm going to say anyway, money is energy. Go woo woo, go all in. (laughs) I feel like you're open to this, Beth. (laughs) If you put your money out there, it comes back to you in one way, shape or form and oftentimes in unexpected ways. And I've seen that over and over again in my own life and with my clients. Oh, can you share an experience that happened for you? Cause I love those stories. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it just, every time I've, every time I've had the courage to invest particularly an amount that feels scary to me, you know, like I've taken out a, every time that I have re-upped with my coach, when I first signed on with my coach, my former coach at this point, but my, 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 you know, the first big investment that I made in my business, it was probably equivalent to like two months of revenue, which over the course of a year, I mean, that's like 10% or more of your revenue. Right. So it felt significant for sure. And like, I took out a credit card, a no interest credit card. And I was like, whatever, I'll pay it off over time. Like I, I will. And like, I mark on my calendar when that interest is due and I'll be damned if I'm paying a dime of interest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, you know, I was like, I'm doing this. And every single time I've made that big investment, my income has, I mean, exponentially grown beyond what that investment even was. So that's, that's what happens for me with my clients. Mm -hmm. Like even funnier things happen because like I, you know, I help people get visibility, get publicity in some cases, but even like on a grassroots level, get visibility. And I've had clients who signed on, like I had a client last year who signed on with me and like literally two days later, not because of any work we did together, (laughs) but two days later, she got a call from CNN headline news to do like a live spot. And 
And I have clients who every, like after every time we talk, they'll like Slack message me and they'll be like, I don't know why, but this keeps happening. Every time we talk, I get a new opportunity. This is the latest. <laughs> Cause you're magic. That's why. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, but I totally agree with you. And I, you know, as a coach, I, ha- I, I'm full, I'm hundred percent in because I also know that if I had gotten, if I had hired a coach 10 years ago, I know that I'd be in a different place. It just took me so long to understand what right. the value of it was and to see the value. And also, like you said before, to understand if you're in the wrong coaching program, that the people are not for you. Because what I found, honestly, what I've been finding lately is like, I'm, I've been doing this an online in the online education space, either in nutrition or now in, in business and publicity for 10 years. So I know enough that I need to be in a group of people that have been doing this for more than I have at a different level so that I can learn from them. Cause I'm kind of tired of helping everybody else in the group and not feeling like I'm being supported, like I'm supporting everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and finding a, finding a coach or program that aligns with your values is super Mm -hmm. important too. In fact, I was telling a story yesterday, just to a friend of mine about a community that I was involved in and the leader of that community was really in bed with this one, um, coaching outfit. And, you know, they came in and I love the idea of it. I was like, hell yeah. Like I'm here to manifest stuff. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm, I'm all for it. But then when I signed on with them, I realized that their philosophy was actually very, um, punitive. And so like one of the things that, that they wanted you to do was like, if you make an, if you make a, um, commitment to do something, then you also put in place a consequence that, um, you will inflict upon yourself. Should you not do it? Like donate money to a charity of an organization you don't believe in or something, you know, like to to a cause you don't believe in, or like do 20 pushups or whatever. And my reaction to that was like, wait, why would I say I was going to do something and then (laughs) not do it? (laughs) Like, let's go back to like the basic thing of integrity here. Like I don't need to punish myself. I'm just going to do it. So anyway, that just, it came up yesterday. So I thought that was kind of funny, but I totally agree with you. And it is about feeling into the right opportunities because, and Mm -hmm. I, because I believe that our, you know, your gut feeling about a professional or a program or whatever can be really telling, um, especially because our gut feeling can be so, um, you know, it can, it can show up in so many different ways. Like I talk a lot about resistance when, Mm -hmm. especially when I'm out there, you know, like giving, giving a talk and inviting people to kind of like take the next step. And one of the things about resistance is like, it's actually a signal that there's something here for you. Like you may be sort of on the fence, but that doesn't mean that it's not right or that it's not, it shouldn't be a yes, just because it's not an immediate yes doesn't mean anything. If you're waffling or if you're grappling with a decision, it actually means like you think the deep down, there's something there for you. Oh, I really like that. And I totally agree. And I, and I, you know, I've been through those situations where it's like, is this fear or is this a block or is this me just, you know, telling myself a story? I created a product last year because I was supposed to, and I had everything written. I did the whole thing and I just couldn't launch it. I couldn't write the emails. And for a long time, I was like, this must be fear. And then when I really looked at it, I was like, no, it's because you don't want to do it <laughs> because somebody told me I was supposed to, and this was the next logical thing. You know, it, it just, it hasn't come to fruition and I've changed the focus and now it's going to be launching in a couple of months. 
but even with the podcast, like I started the podcast two months ago and I literally started it three weeks before that. And if I can make something happen in three weeks, that means I'm in a, for me that I'm in alignment with it and it works instead of what I'm, you know, that shiny object or what I should be doing, Mm -hmm. you know, taking that away. But I feel like if I had had the right coach in place, I wouldn't have wasted I know wasted is a bad word, but I wouldn't have spent so much time in something that wasn't serving me. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And that's something I really try to pay attention to with my clients. And I say this at the very beginning of like any client relationship, even before their client is like, I'm going to find things for us to implement that you're going to be excited about. Otherwise you're not going to implement them. (laughs) (laughs) I learned a lot, but you know, but I think having the right coach in place and having the right people around you, like you like there's that adage, but you the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And it's, it's, it cannot be more true in my life right now than anything else. Yeah, it really can't. But so I was in a coaching program. I love the coach. I'm I'm working with her one-on-one now, but it didn't work for me because it was on Voxer. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I've had glasses since I was seven. And I, at 47, I literally can't see my phone. Like I need, I, I do, I need readers now. I know. So lovely getting older. But because Voxer is so small and I use mostly my phone for a lot of things that I do, I just wasn't connecting with the people in the group and it just wasn't working for me. So it doesn't need to be the person. It could be the platform, the way it's working. Um, But finding that right person and investing in that, I think, is so important for any stage business that you're in. Like we've been talking about the whole time. So you feel a part of the community. You're taking the energy from that community itself. And then, you know, I always talk about win-win relationships and how if we're all bringing everybody up, then everyone's going to win because there's room for everybody. Absolutely. Yep. It's so true. And I think that, you know, as someone who did start my business, you know, I, I guess I technically started my, my business. I left corporate in 2012, but my business really started taking shape 2013, 2014. And, and between 2013, 2014, then like possibly the two years that followed that, I really was piecemealing it together. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, joining a, you know, my, the biggest investment I made at a time was maybe like a $2,000 online course with one of those big online digital marketers who we all know. And, you know, it just wasn't targeted enough. It wasn't tailored enough. I didn't get enough of the, like the actual tips and attention that would that would make it relevant to my business, but it's really such a, such a, um, catch 22 because you don't have, you think, or I thought at the time I didn't have the money to invest in a more substantial one-on-one kind of program. But once I did sort of suck it up and figure out, and that's another thing that, that we always say, there's always money to be found. (laughs) Once I found the money or, you know, found a way to cover it until I could pay it and not any interest is (laughs) it it really did. You know, it really, really made a difference in my business to have the one-on-one support like you were talking about. Oh God. Yeah. I was have, I, I had like literally a mini panic attack last Thursday night about being bold and moving forward and stepping into what I'm creating and stepping into my genius and all that kind of stuff. And I'd had a conversation with a coach who, um, I literally had this, I had a half hour conversation with him and he really changed two things that I would, that I would stories that I had in my head and two things that I was changing. And he was $30,000 for six months for one phone call a week and Voxer and all this stuff. And when I'm having my panic attack and when I was like in the middle of it, I was like, oh, now I understand that's worth it. Now I understand what he could help me achieve just by having these conversations. 
you know, when you think $30,000, like that's a, that's tuition for my son to go to college. Like that's a <laughs> lot of money, but believing in the fact that there is abundance everywhere and we can really bring in that kind of money, you know, it's on my vision board for 2021 because I can see now how that kind of coach for me is going to make a big difference. So Absolutely. I hope that the message that our audience is getting is like investing in what you're doing with other people who are, who maybe are not a little, but a lot or a lot or a little farther ahead of you really makes a difference. But connecting with them on a, on a spiritual, emotional level makes even more sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And if you, there's a, there's a huge amount of your own belief that needs to go into it because another story that I told myself was that this isn't going to work for me. Like this coach, she's had great results with so many people, some people who I personally knew. And I was like, yeah, it's not, I'm special. It's <laughs> not not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. And I call that making ourselves special, but not in a good way. Right. <laughs> right. Like, not, why not? Honestly, not that special. Right. No. <laughs> right. We talk all about the why not you and, and PR and, you know, getting your, getting your message out there and getting being visible. But when it comes to us, it's sometimes a little harder too. Absolutely. Yep. Well, and also be just becoming aware of these stories that we tell and the beliefs that you hold that are, that are just getting in the way. Like it's not going to work for me. Why not? Like what proof do you have <laughs> that it's not going to work for you? Right. Or where does that come? Where does that come from? Or who told you? Who told you that? I used to do that a lot in nutrition. Mm. They'd be like, well, I'm big boned. And I was like, who told you that you were big boned? <laughs> you know, I don't have a face for a TV. Who told you you need like, have you seen television? And now everyone looks like they come off the set of Melrose Place. Like it's, there's, you know, I, I'm sure you hear all those stories um, as well, but I really appreciate your way of pushing through them and, and showing other people how to push through them. Because I think that's, you know, everyone... You can learn how to do anything. It's what's between your ears is what really stops you, honestly. Absolutely. That is so true. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I was watching Dancing with the Stars last night and, you know, like the, there are some stars on there that are not dancers, but (laughs) you could see week by week by week. I love that show. And I was, I was a late adopter to that show. (laughs) I was like, it's like when I discovered spinning in like 2017, I was like, why didn't anyone tell me spinning? (laughs) Who who knew? But anyway, (laughs) so that's funny. Dancing with the Stars, you could see week by week, like they're getting better. Even the ones who are like pigeon toed and have no dance ability, can't even find the rhythm. You're like, holy crap, like this professional is teaching them. Like they are learning. You can learn any. I really believe, like, if you actually put that focused attention on it, and that's their job, you know, like during the season, that's their job. That's what they're doing, right? This is your job. You need to figure out how to learn and how to make it work. Yeah, I think that's a great translation for our kids too. Like whatever you put the time into comes out and works. It really does. I see that in my son. He's he just got recruited to play in college for lacrosse. He's been working his butt off. Like he really, without me saying anything, he really does. He puts the time in every single day. It makes it work. And I hope that he can translate that into the rest of his life, whatever he'll create next. Um, but watching him really create this right now has been so, it's just so amazing when all the things you've been telling them for so long, they actually talk about and actually comes true. That's so cool. Like, like you're, you know, 15 year old ordering salmon and roasted vegetables for dinner at a restaurant. And you're like, oh, you listen to me <laughs> ordering a hamburger and French fries and everything else. That's awesome. You know? Good job, mom. Uh, sometimes. 
<laughs> today is a good is a good mom day. But I know you have a good coach day every day because you are one of those amazing people in my life that I really love and want to support. And I know you have some amazing things coming up for 2021, but you do have an amazing offer for only our listeners. Yeah, this is true. So I am offering a $97 30-minute one-on-one session with me. Um, This is something that people, only people in my inner circle are getting this month, and I wanted to extend it to those of us who are in the behind the spotlight inner circle. So (laughs) thank you, Beth, for giving us this opportunity to come together in community and I would be thrilled to connect with anyone who feels moved by this. You can go to amandaberlin.com slash behind the spotlight. And we'll talk about, you know, what's holding you back in your business, where you, where your, your mental blocks are, where your actual logistical blocks might be, and actually put some strategy in place. This is, this is a full, you know, service oriented offer. It's not, it is not a sales call. I would never charge you for a sales call. So, so let's get on the line and talk about, you know, how you can can move your business forward, particularly as it comes to visibility, because I think we spend a lot of time creating the things and we get caught up in all of the details of, you know, what it looks like and what it reads Mm -hmm. like and what it sounds like and all of this. But really what we need to focus on is who's seeing it and where they are finding you and how more of the right people are coming into contact with your business and becoming your clients. And that's what we can work on in this free se- in not this $97 session. Amazing. And unsolicited, I've done that $97 session last, I think it was last year or the year yes. before that. And Amanda is truly gifted and, and it'll open up things in your business and your life, personal and professional that you weren't aware of. Um, and she can be that, that mirror for you. So everyone, please go sign up. It's so true. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. You know, you've helped me plenty of times before. So go to amandaberlin.com slash behind the spotlight to get yours. Amanda, thank you so much for being here. I Love your woo-woo-ness, so always be open with that. Uh, But thank you also just for being open and honest and sharing yourself with our audience today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for creating space for these conversations. Thanks for joining me this week on Behind the Spotlight. Make sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, I'd love a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about it and that would help me out too. But if you like the show and you want to check out more, look me up at bethnydick.com. Plus now I'm offering private 90-minute intensive strategy sessions. Might want to get in on that too. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode of Behind the Spotlight.